Hello, Red Sox Nation. What a week for the Sox. Unbelievable. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about the upcoming road trip, and we're just giggling. We love it. We're going to talk all about that tonight, this week, on Red Sox Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's a beautiful morning. Outside of Fenway Park. That's it. Why not? Why not? It's all roses. It is morning time on the East Coast in Boston. We're about 17 minutes past midnight. It is Monday morning. But if you ever go to work with a smile on a Monday morning, it's got to be this week. If a you're rainy Red Monday fan. morning for them probably, a too. rainy Monday morning, but a lot of smiles walking through that rain. Because our beloved Red Sox just put a little cherry on top of a nice sweep. Of that team from the Bronx. Bring out the broom. Bring out that broom. And before that, took taking three out of four from the Braves. So it's a very nice six in one week, which is nice. I like that. Gotta yeah. love that. Bring it back. Bring the noise. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean, and like kind of doing it in dramatic fashion. I mean, I thought Christian Vasquez couldn't hit. That was a rope. <laughs> and Dylan Patances doesn't give up. Home runs, right? No. He gave up two this weekend. <laughs> and uh, the Sox went to work on the Yankees. This work. was this was awesome to watch. I don't know if you, those of us got to watch all three of those. It's rare that you get to feel that good about a Red Sox team against the Yankees. Oh. And uh, it felt good this weekend. That Friday night game, man, was ridiculous. I mean, it's April, so I try not to get too Nine. amped up. Oh, let's not get too high or too low. But that was pretty impressive. That was great. I mean... Bryce went to 4 0 tonight. Got four. <laughs> this guy. I mean, he must have made a deal with the devil or, you know, made a wish on a full leaf clover or something because he is pitching not like a $31 million man. And he's getting wins. Well, he's uh, unblemished. 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 How is this possible? As opposed I'm to Stephen Wright, who's got like the second lowest ERA in the league. And he's got, what, two wins? Right? Now? Yeah. One win, probably, right? Is he one and two? <clears throat> Oh, man, old Stevie boy. Oh, let me check out my Red Sox stats here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear you. And, oh, man, yeah. I guess this is good because they're still winning. I mean, today's win puts us at 15 and 10, I believe. Correct. Right? And so I guess if he's going to get the kinks out, he might as well do it while he's still winning games. <laughs> and What I love Red about Sox this are. team right now is that they're in the position position that they're in right now. They're not hitting home runs yet, which I think is going to come around. But they are leading the league, I think, in stolen bases. Leading the leagues in runs scored per game, too. Leading the league in runs scored per game. And last in homers. Last in homers. And, I mean, how many potential gold glovers do they have starting for them every day right, right. now? I mean, it is unreal what they're doing defensively. I mean... It goes without saying what Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mookie Betts are doing, but I mean Dustin Pedroia has looked like he has shed off any kind of injuries that he had going on that were going to hold him back defensively because he's laying it out there like he always has, always does, and he looks awesome. He I does. mean, he just looks incredible. And he's in fuego at the plate now. 
I mean, <laughs> which I'm giddy about. It's great to see. It's great to see him playing well because he's such a leader. You know, you know what he brings outside of the game. But when he can play the way he's playing, that that adds a little extra to what he has to say. It sure does. And I don't think it's just because I have a soft spot for other 32-year-olds, but I think it's just because the guy's a player and you just have to, you know, be impressed with how he goes about the game. Right. Yeah. And you, you, you were 32 when they drafted him? Is that what those? <laughs> yeah. Is that how that works? Boom. Boom. Well, PD's healthy this year, right? So that's that's helping out a lot. Uh, you can tell. I mean, even his approach at the plate, I noticed um, the other day there was, uh, I, I forget if it was yesterday, um, somebody pitched it low in the zone. And I noticed something about Pedroia. He does a really good job of getting on the same plane as the ball is. So, like, for instance, you know, you guys saw uh, at the end of today, Xander kind of golf that one off the uh, off the inside right. low part of the plate. Petey really gets low and does a good job of adjusting to where the ball is. And I think that you have to be healthy to do that. You have to have your legs under you. And uh, I think that's just a sign that he's in for some big things this year. If he and your healthy. wrists, your hands, which have been a problem for him the past few years. One of the things that I've really been encouraged by top to bottom from this lineup, and I guess this probably goes to Chili Davis and... I know Jerry Ryan was making a big deal about this the other night, but Petey, Hanram, Xander, I mean, if they're getting pitches that are off the plate, they're getting off-speed pitches, no one is trying to pull that pitch. Right. They're going to the opposite field with it, and they don't have a problem with it. And I, I think that's exciting to see when you got a team that's this fast, that's going to feel the ball well, and you've got everybody on the same page, you know, they're, they're coming up with this mantra, just keep the line moving or whatever. Absolutely. And it's kind of cool if they're, if they're going to have that kind of Red Sox, because the Red Sox have been great over the last couple of years or whatever, 10 years of grinding down pitching staffs. But we've done it in our own kind of big, beefy kind of home run hitting way. These guys can still hit. But if we can do that with defense and, Going and with the hitting pitch. and timely hitting and uh, you know, hit and runs and that stuff. I mean, this is, at least for me, it's a lot more exciting team to watch. And it's a team that I can get behind. It's a team that you can believe can actually do things because when they shut down offensively and get into a, a you know, a slump as all teams do, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. flying around in the outfield, I mean, that can get a team go, making a catch like that in a one nothing ball game. Yeah. That changes everything. So I want to come back to something that you said before. You talked about, um, you know, we're not really doing it with home runs this year. We're doing it with a lot of, lot of on-base, right? Right. Um, at some point last, last week, and I haven't updated the stats on this, we were leading the AL in runs, hits, doubles, triples, RBIs, stolen bases, batting average, on-base percentage, and total bases. Leading the That's AL exciting. in every single one of those categories. And then we were last in home runs, and we were third lowest in uh, runners left on base. So I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Because I didn't really know what to think about that. It's just like a different brand of baseball, right? I am shocked that we would be leading in total bases. I mean, yeah. I know we're like hitting more doubles than anybody is. Well, right and now. we're hitting a lot of triples, too. I mean, Jackie yeah. Bradley's yeah. got like two, two the other night. Two, the, yeah, triples, two yeah. last night. And Jeez. then in that, that game where uh, Mookie didn't hit for the cycle, he had two triples. So. Right. I mean, six triples probably leads the league, right, at this point. Yeah. And what what is also nice that they're, they're starting out doing is what the teams have all done that have been successful in you know the last couple of years are when the teams like the Braves come through and when the Yankees aren't playing but they're playing to the caliber of a lower-end team, 
you go in and you club them. You beat them like baby seals. Yeah. Okay. You, there's no mercy. And granted, they let one go uh, in the fourth game of the Atlanta series. But, I mean, they played pretty good baseball against them. And it was an undermatched team. I mean, when you got A.J. Pruszynski batting cleanup and catching for you, wow. Right. I mean, that was a little bit of a shocking lineup that they came out of uh, spring break with that firepower. But still, you go in, you get three out of four. The Yankees aren't playing well, that you're at home. You crush them. Now we got the White Sox coming up. Apparently the hottest team in baseball, right. which is a little bit strange. But, uh, you know, that's just, that's going to be a nice test. Now that we're hot and we've beaten up some of the lower-end teams, can we go in and take this series? Right. I'm, I'm pumped up to see it. But, like, as we've stated before, and you have, especially the uh, like when we, I was a little despairing, I guess, last week when we were hovering around 500. Um, but we were playing some tough teams and maybe got battle tested against those. And right. like now, that, what's good is it seems like, and this is much different from last year, it seems like every team we were playing last year seemed to be on a good run. I don't know why right. that was. But this year, it's like Atlanta was kind of on a putter and run. The Yanks, we got them at the right time, too. Right. So maybe that's a coin flip that's going to be working in the, the Sox favor this year so and, and I mean it's I tell you what when when it's getting into the later part of the season and no matter what the Yankees are going to be back into the mix of at least being competitive enough to give the Red Sox or whoever a problem I mean it's great to have on the board we swept them in April I don't mm-hmm. because it comes up and it's annoying whenever it happens to the Sox and you got to listen to it and it's late August and you're yeah. like God Hopefully they don't That's get it, their ducks in a row by next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we play them again. Yeah, exactly. They're going to Sunday Night Baseball again that, and next week. So that's why we'll be coming at you at Midnight Eastern again next week, gang. Uh, I wonder if they'll have uh, Chapman back by then. I, I think they were saying tonight that they were expecting him back. Oh, really? He's out 30 games, so yeah, it should be kind of... That might be his first game yeah. back. I will say, I mean... This... Their bullpen is still lights out, though. I mean, till this weekend when Batances got hit up a little bit. I mean, that, that rocket that Poppy hit on Friday night to give him the win off Patanza. I mean, he was 0-7 versus Patanza's career. And then he just, you know. And it's just that kid, Maverick, who he hit the home run for. Yeah. I mean, it's just That was awesome. With, so uh, great. Kevin Millar and, and yeah. that whole deal. He set that up. And he saw him coming off the field and hugged Millar's kids and everything. Yeah. And taped a message for uh, the, 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 the Maverick, yeah, Maverick the after the game. And Maverick sent him a message back. It's like, yeah. He's Man, a Sox that's the fan. legend. That, that is the legend of Poppy right there, just yeah. growing and growing. I, you can't imagine how it could get much bigger, but he's going out with legendary status. Just shows the far-reachingness of Poppy, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, that kid's from, like, where's he from? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. Utah or something like we that. We have it's Coke like, as a sponsor now? That's awesome. We do, yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a common blow, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, so, because that kid's from, like, I don't know Wisconsin or some some, yeah, some place was, like far out was, there that doesn't have a baseball team. So, uh, I mean, what are you gonna? Do? I mean, Maverick, what's Maverick gonna do when Poppy retires? I mean, he stay one more, St- one more year, Poppy. You know, one so, more year. Yeah. So we have uh, especially with we, Hanley being able to defend his position now. I mean, realistic. Is it realistic to think that we could get Poppy back for another year? Because we have a. I looked it up. We have a team option for him next year for ten million. 
Um, I don't know like how those contracts work, but it's I mean, is laden it, with incentives. Is it possible that we could like restructure something and be like, hey, if you come back, we'll pay you the same thing you're paying you can this you, year? Can you really go around the league and collect like fifty That's plastic the thing. bats? I don't know. And all that I don't stuff know. That's the thing. That's why it's like I wish you, you didn't know, do it. Announce it that way, right? personally. Yeah. And it's Man. like, Poppy, how long have you been playing in Boston? Why doesn't you know the Irish goodbye rub off on you? Exactly. We, you know, no. it's just like, oh, game one sixty two. By the way, um, I'm retiring. So yeah. You actually, he mind, doesn't even say it. I don't mind a farewell tour through like maybe you know all oh, the playoffs. It's like you know, and then it's not this big thing that you can't mm. back out on later on. It's like yeah. oh, I was beaten down. It was the playoffs and. Now that I, you know, didn't have to show up into voluntary workouts, and I came into spring training a little yeah. late, and maybe I took the first month of the season off, you can convince me to come back. Yeah, instead this, he's, he's collecting, backed himself into a little bit of a corner. He's got collecting ten, bat ten gallon hats out of Houston <laughs> and everything else. Hey, if he know? makes the call by the All Star break, right? Maybe he's like, all right, guys, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no more gifts. gifts. <laughs> Proceeds to go on like a 0 for 40 slump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, but terrible. he looks good. He looks really good this year. It's it's uh, it's really a shame that that he's going to be retiring. Uh, can I bring up a topic that's probably not well? It's definitely not politically correct. But please do, Kevin. Better you than me. Why I don't have Twitter? Mendoza on the Sunday Night Baseball. You don't like her? No, okay. I do not. Negative. It's it's. You are racist. <laughs> I mean, or is this your is this sexist, Kevin? Racist, Kevin? No, it's sexist. Gotcha. I, I mean. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? You guys are fine with her? Or I mean, isn't softball a different sport, really? Yes, Entirely. completely. So it's like, you know, we might as well bring in, I don't know, Pete Weber, the bowler, and he can talk about baseball? Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, I guess... You are I, sexist. She sounds pretty knowledgeable when I've when I, oh, when no, heard I see. I feel no? like it's it's completely the opposite. That okay. She's kind of like puffing her chest out and trying to be knowledgeable on certain things, and I really wish she'd kind of... Well, right, well she's, tr- she's trying straight. to make it in a man's world. Yeah. So, hey. I mean, you know, you and I have never had that battle. Let's leave this one, I guess. That's probably for the best. It's for the best, <laughs> But <I think>. just <laughs> in case people wanted to take that topic up with you, Kevin, oh, what's your Twitter handle? It's at uh, KevinFFinn.com. No. It just oh, you Twitter's. gave the wrong one because you feel at like you're going to get Kevin, lit up. <laughs> yes. No, you, I'm flummoxed now that I'm going to get like, hate mail on my Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kevin F. Finn. Two Fs. Or, yeah, two Fs. At Kevin F. Finn. Yeah, Is that how the Twitters do it? I think so, yeah. Gotcha. How about you, Benny Frickin' Jam? Yeah, you can hit me at, at Benny Frickin' Jam. Just how it sounds. I And it sounds to me like B-E-N-N-Y-F-R-I-C-K-I-N-J-A-M. And that's how it is. Boom. Don Bosco High School there. That's it. Woof. Now Chinatown YMCA. Uh, yeah. So... I mean, David Price, 4-0, ERA, pretty astronomical, like 6, something in that way, range. Mm-hmm. It's like, it'd be nice if you could... Stephen Wright's 2-2. Two two. Like, rather than incentive-laden contract, it'd be nice if there was a, a decentive or something. That's not, I think I'm weak on words. Yeah. But, you know, something along those lines, like you have to hit a certain benchmark or you start giving money back. Or you give it to the fans. Yeah, I guess I'm not I'm not on the the hating the David Price train as much as you are yet. 
Um, I'm just questioning. I'm not hating. All right. All right. I well, mean, I mean, I mean, know, I, I actually kind of really love the fact that the guy's four and zero is pitched like this. It's like to me, well, that's yeah. a sign of just like he's he's wins. Right. He, he's 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 around winning. This is some guys are just like that. They're luckier than other guys. They're yeah. they're winners. You know what I mean? So well, if he pitches well, and and can like get, have that same rub, right. The thing is, he is actually unlucky right now. If you look at his batting average uh, for for balls in play, the bat pip, the bat pip, uh, mm-hmm. saving retritions. Yep, he is among the worst in the league, and that's that's a stat that normally doesn't doesn't um, go too far from the mean, depending on like what type of pitcher you are. Um, that's going to go down. As the season goes on, you would and, hope he's getting hit. And he and like, look, you know, he's not he's not pitching for the velocity that we've uh, been accustomed to, but he's still getting a ton of strikeouts. Yes, he's he's throwing a lot of pitches, right? He's getting moderately deep into games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's still he's going to come around, and I, and I think that yeah, it's been a little iffy these first uh, couple weeks of the season, but. He's also gone up against some tough some tough batters, right? I mean, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the got got the best of them. Um, a Rod, A Rod got the best of them tonight, which is you man, A Rod looks good. Uh, we we're, were talking about it before. He has a lot of pop in his bat left. I'm surprised by how good he's looked. Um, he just is crushing balls, and it doesn't even really look like he swings that hard. It's kind of scary. It's almost like he's on steroids. Oh, well, yeah. We were saying, you know, it's Ooh. been his next rep is a year, I believe, right? He's already done his eighty gamer. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got a lot of years of PEDs under his belt, but it's it's showing, and he's and and you know we could talk. This could be a whole other podcast. We talk about this, but you know, like D Gordon got the uh, eighty game suspension. It's now becoming a issue of what risk do you want to take? Is it worth it for you to take them for you know a certain amount of time and get that eighty game ding? Because you're going to see the effect where they're going to come back after those suspensions. And they're still going to be reaping the benefits of whatever they D. were Gordon doing. Gordon certainly, so, yeah, that's he I signed mean, a five-year, fifty million dollar deal. Good business decision. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and it's kind of it's good. And we should touch on this for a little bit. We, we talked about it a little bit on uh, Dodgers Raptor sixty, but um, he, you know, it's kind of worth if you're a, maybe going to be a marginal major leaguer that makes you know plays eighty games a year and makes one point five million. It's like, why not get on a little cycle here? Make mm-hmm. that on a contract year. Get five years, $50 million contract, which yeah. I think D signed. Set up your family for life. And maybe you'll have to take an 80-game rip. But it's like, and that's why I a mean, lot that, of the guys that are clean yeah. and stuff are now talking about the penalties aren't harsh enough. It yeah. should go yeah. right to a lifetime ban right, right. off the top. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it makes a lot of sense. Especially uh, if you're coming out of some of these countries that some of these players are coming out of, where they're coming out of. Severe poverty. I mean, right. It's like you're trying to play that it's that moral game with me, when it's like you're telling me I can maybe take this, and it's going to get me, my family, everybody else out of here, and I might have to skip 80 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I'm coming from a, a country where they kidnap family members, although yeah, and, and, and maybe that makes them more of a target if you're making a lot of money. <laughs> they'll definitely take that trade off. Yeah. But you're talking about Venezuela. Venezuela, I guess. yeah. And but. I mean, look at look at their their you know who they have to look up to. Alex Rodriguez. I mean, the guys. How many times has he gone through this? He comes back, and now all you have to do is play, play well. All you got to do is say you're sorry. Just man up to it and do your suspension. I mean, we've. I'm seen... not even sure Alex Rodriguez really did that. But no, I mean, you know, I, I think he's like, one of the guys that probably didn't. But yeah, I mean, but, some of the other guys yes. who manned up yeah. to it. 
and had Hall of Fame careers. Right they're going to get in. I mean, that's, he's, that's his. That's kind of disappeared. You know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah. kind of manned up in a terrible way. <laughs> yeah. A Rod seems to be the last guy that really got the stigma. The and stigma. Everybody since. Yeah, he's still so going to get in. No. The Nelson Cruises of the world. He's just back it's playing. It's kind of just like Everybody a fit, you know? Man, and yeah. And so it's, 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 yeah, that yeah. is crazy. Nelson Cruz came back from his suspension and was still hitting monster bombs. Yeah. So get him, get him a test, people. Get yeah. him a test. Um, so and the baseball, they only test at a certain time of year, right? There's a whole time of the year where you can just basically take and know that no matter what, you're not going to get, you're not going to have a drug test. Is that true? Pretty sure. There's, there's like a mint... Mandated drug test at the beginning of the season, but I mean, there's got to be like, and then it starts. If you, if you, I mean, if you have one infraction, I mean, you got maybe be, that's the NFL that I'm getting confused with. If you like, like a Rod, he should be getting tested monthly now because he's already right, you know, right. got a rip. Right? I can't imagine that that he's he's not being tested an awful lot. All right, well, well let's we can move on skip that. on from the PEDs. Yeah. Let's just talk about this Red Sox team right now. And um, I'm excited to see Mr. Petey getting hot. You know, he had that game this week with two bombs, and he's just raking now. He's probably He had three more hits tonight, right, or four? He no, had, he had he at least three. three. He had at least three. Uh, it's his fifth three-hit game. Three hits, three for five. You're three right. for five. His fifth three-hit game of the season—that's tops in the majors right now. So, and Back yeah, three twenty-four. And maybe we just kind of glossed over it and really didn't give this enough pub. But the Boston Red Sox are leading the major leagues in stolen bases. Yes, I mean, when when's the last time that happened? Like you ever? Know, Eighty years ago? I, I mean, you know, not even in the Tommy Hopper days. I think were they leading the league. All the young guys that we're bringing up are really fast. They're really yeah. good base runners. I mean, is I think I saw a stat the other night that Xander Bogarts is 14 for 14 in his career. Yeah, never been thrown out. Period. End of story. Just I haven't. Been, I don't know what happens. I, that hasn't happened to me yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy because he's got like already got like five this year. Yeah, and he didn't have his fifth last year to like. July, yeah, you know, so I'm glad that they're running more. I mean, that's good, you know. I mean, especially in April, where maybe you know teams aren't really the well-oiled defensive machine that the Boston Red Sox are. It's like put the ball in play, make them make decisions. Let's see what happens. Well, I I happen to uh, when I watched the uh, final game of the Braves Sox series, I watched it on, on tape delay, and I happened to tape the Braves broadcast by mistake. And which you know, those guys are all right. But what I found, Gary, what right. I found interesting two on, two is they were, just, they were just completely beaten down by the Red Sox outfield at that point. They were just like, "Well, we've seen this the whole week. Uh, another athletic, you know." And it was just like <laughs> these bastards, you know. And I mean, that outfield is going to wear teams down. Yeah. And if you got Pedroia taking the cutoff and mowing people down, right. and Bogarts doing the same thing, and it's Vasquez up, there, I mean, this is just this is a team after my heart right now. Absolutely. I mean, like Bogart uh, between Bogarts, Vasquez, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Pedroia up the middle. I don't know. I don't know if there's a better core in baseball that I would prefer over that right now. I mean, that's you know old school baseball, straight up the middle, as strong as you can get, and. 
And then Travis Shaw is just oh. mm. another guy who we kind of gets overlooked because uh, we're always about Jackie, JBJ and Mookie Betts. Brock Holt is playing a great left field. And you know what he's doing awesome is like fielding that ball off, off the, wall. the wall. And yep. like even the guys that are getting doubles, like you better be careful. You better go yeah. in there hard because he's coming off and he's like throwing it as hard as he can yeah. at second base. And like bay handing it. Yeah. Like getting his body in throwing position before he does it. I yeah. mean, it yeah. is. Yeah. And for guys that have been hitting in Fenway for a couple of years with the, the left fielders we've had out there. Yeah. They're going to be in for a surprise going they into sure Fenway are. this year. Especially anybody that remembers hitting in last year. Exactly. There was a circus mm-hmm. out there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Speaking of which, that circus that was in left field last year we thought was going to just move itself over to first base. Mm-hmm. He's playing pretty good. Better than pretty good. He did have that ball go by him today down the right field line that he kind of short-armed a little bit. He probably should have got that one. But Was it an error? I don't think it was an error. No. 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 But And I, I'm not sure if he has an error yet. I so, I mean, does. is this what we have to sacrifice offense from Hanley because he's playing good defense? Because I know you're a little uh, perturbed yeah. that the power numbers aren't there yet for him. Yeah, so my, he's on like a six home of pace right now. Yeah, my I have issues in that we're paying Han, uh, Hanley like $22.75 million this year. Oof. And he's a first baseman, and he's, he's hitting 280 with one homer. Um, those are like pretty average numbers, but for a first baseman, that's below average, especially when you're talking about that kind of money. Yeah. So um, I would really like to see him, you know, try to get higher average or at least um, try to up the power numbers a little bit. Young Ben, I want you to focus on some different numbers, and okay. that is 15 wins out of 25 <laughs> games for the Boston Red Sox. Yep. You win 15 out of every 25. You're looking at about 90 wins. That's mm-hmm. probably good enough to get in, especially in this black and blue division known as the AL East. Well, the other thing I'm, I'm also looking at is that we have uh, we have some prospects that are going to be coming up too. Okay. Um, Talk to me about them. I always love to hear about Thom. Yep. Yep. We got uh, we got Moncada coming up. Ooh, Juan Moncada. Uh, I think I don't know if he's in Double A yet. I think he might have gotten upgraded to Double A recently, but. Uh, my inside sources from the Boston area boom, are telling inside, me inside unnamed sources. I love it. Are telling me that he's going to go right up through the ranks and he's going to be playing at some point this season for the Red Sox. So here's the problem: he plays second base. He does. So and we have a guy we love at second base, signed through 2020, I believe. Yeah. So I, what I'm thinking, and this is this is not based on any inside sources, is that they'll probably try to shuffle around um maybe shaw playing first base uh maybe hanley getting some dh time well Um, he's locked in if if poppy retires hanley's the new dh no question right so maybe give him test drive him at dh you think so yeah and then have mancata play third base unless we sign somebody that's not yet in the organization but you want to go after one of those toronto bats no, no, no. I think he's, well, yeah. I'm just, just wondering he's if proved he's still... serviceable over there, so you're like, hey, keep him to, in the field, he can still play. I mean, maybe they have like a platoon situation going on. I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready to give up on that. This guy's a first baseman. I still think, to go back to Hanram, 283, he's bad. So mm-hmm. he has inched the average up there. Yep. And I think he's about, he looks happy out there. He's playing, he's having fun playing baseball. And, I think a very cold start for him 
is going to turn. Well, I th- I really feel like over the next couple of weeks, Hanram is going to do some damage. I, I, he needs I, to. I, I have high expectations for what's coming on him. I feel like he's seen the ball well, and he's comfortable in the field, and it's just a matter of time. Although the, the, today he had a little base running issue. Yes. Uh, he needs to tighten that up just a little bit. But I don't he know was on any, base because he had a two-run two single. That was right, huge. Right, right. But, I mean, coming around, I don't know, you know, whoever saw the play, uh, he was coming around second, Ortiz was coming around third to score, and he came in and kind of, instead of looking at the third base coach to see, you know, if he should slide or not, he looks all the way behind him yeah. into the outfield and then runs toward the third baseman. Like, it was a really bad play. If he would have just, you know, played that by the book and watched the third base coach, he could have easily avoided that tag. Well, I think it's, it's fine. And lucky for him that Ortiz touched the bag a millisecond before yeah, he got out, right? Exactly. Because that was a huge run, as it turns play, out. It did. But... Also, like, as they tell you in baseball, and he's got to know the situation in that instance. He's got to know who the runner is in front of him, David Ortiz, you know, not the fastest. He's got to know there's two outs. So when he looks over his shoulder, he's got to compute in his mind that, okay, this is going to be close, and then stay in the middle and get in a rundown to assure that run scoring. Isn't that what they teach you? That's the way it's taught. That is the way it's taught. This is a guy that didn't go any higher than CYO ball. <laughs> oh, oh. Boom. Did it again. Did it again. Yes. Oh, boy. And we For those are of live. you at home, the last time this happened, oh. we needed an explanation. Oh, so. boy. You going to explain? Yeah. This time the, I dumped the, it in my lap. Yeah. Yeah. Is that going to come in? Uh, Collins, who likes to talk with his hands, has just dumped <laughs> a ice-cold Coca-Cola <laughs> all over his lap. Oh, man. Um, so cool. now that we're uh, you guys talking about leaders... Because Cons is the leader of this group, and we were talking about some of the stats. All right, let's okay. talk about this. Hits. Red Sox. Gotcha. Leading the league. Okay. Two hundred thirty-eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Runs. Red Sox, leading the league. And these are healthy margins too, guys. We're leading by thirty hits by fifteen runs. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Triples by four at nine. Uh, average, I think Baltimore might have us. Incorrect, Kevin. Wow. Average, we have 281 leading the league. On base percentage, Boston, 240, uh, 343. Slugging percentage, this is where Baltimore comes into play. They got us by one. Yeah. On base percentage, I think Baltimore has us. But, I mean, barely. this has been a pretty good week for the Boston Red Sox as far as getting the bats going. Home runs, we are last in the league with Ooh. 19. But, I mean, that's that. The leader, like, 34 home runs leads the league. So we got a, a one week of, you know, home runs. We're right in the mix in every single and that's the offensive AL. quarter. Yeah, that is the AL. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> if we can keep it going uh, offensively and maybe get the... Uh, the tip of the iceberg to uh, stop hitting bat in practice. That would be David Price giving up uh, quite a bit of offensive uh, power right now. But I'd like to talk about a pitcher we haven't talked about yet. And like last uh, week when we were watching that uh, Houston game because it mm-hmm. went late, mm-hmm. so we were talking about it here on the program because it was still finishing up. And so I thought after that they had to travel to Atlanta. Maybe they're going to be a little sluggish. And the bats kind of were a little bit of sluggish. But a guy by the name of Rick Porcello. Ooh. 
Slick Rick. Slick Rick had yes. it going. Mm-hmm. Had that sinker ball going. Talk about old Ricky boy. Rick and how maybe he's earning his, his 22 mil. Yeah, he's really got his strikeouts up. He's got a sinker ball down. And uh, this is, I mean, this is an unbelievable season for him so far from what I've seen. I mean, kind of in contrast to Clay Buckholz, who's still kind of laboring down there. But uh, Porcillo has, I'd say, has got to be the surprise Red Sox of the season for me right now. Yeah, he, he looks good. The sinker is getting a lot of ground balls. And, you know, what's really great is that, uh, you know, he gets a lot of ground outs. He gets a lot of double plays. And, you know, even if he does get guys on base and he gets into situations, like having that ground ball pitch is really nice because you can limit the damage. And having this this defense that we keep preaching about. I mean, how you know, what does that do to your confidence when you get hooked up with Christian Vasquez? Yeah, I mean, yeah, come exactly. on, dude. And you've got Jackie Bradley Jr. going full vertical on, like, <laughs> flail fly balls into center field. I mean, as a pitcher that's, you know, pitching to contact or pitching to your defense, I don't think, if you're a pitcher in Major League Baseball right now, I don't think you could ask for a better eight guys behind you, in front of you, I guess, in Vasquez, than what the Red Sox have. I mean, I cannot say enough good things. I, personally, I think is this is one of the best defensive outfield the, the Red Sox have ever had. There, I said it. Hot take. No okay. question. No question. So, I, actually, there was another pitcher I wanted to bring up. I thought you were going to mention him just now. but uh, I think Porcello probably deserves the uh, highlight there. But uh, Hembury has also quietly been a huge uh, addition for us. We pulled him up because, uh, frankly, our bullpen was having way too many innings in the beginning part of the season. Uh, We brought in Hembry, and since we brought him up, he has pitched nine innings, five hits, no runs, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. I mean, he has been incredible. So not only has he filled the void, but he is like probably our go-to bullpen guy right now, right, in close games? Well, I mean, Janichi's still pitching pretty well. You know, he's had a good season to this point. And yep. obviously, even though Kimbrell has had those kind of touched up, he's still going to be in the closer. He had a great night tonight. Kimbrell yeah. came in and had a 1-2-3, and it was, it was nice to see. Living on the black. The Yankees are actually not the most fearsome lineup right now, so which is great to see. I mean, I, I love saying that, but, you know, I'm a little bit nervous when he faces the Torontos and the Baltimores of the world still, but... I am excited about having a fail-safe in the fact that Carson Smith looks like maybe, what, he's coming back sometime this week? Yeah, I mean, wow. I mean, I think just a couple weeks ago we were talking like, oh, I'm not really sure about how this bullpen's going to turn out. We were talking about Kimbrell and, and not really sure how he was going to turn out. And then, um, you know, Yuhara, we weren't, we weren't sure he was kind of touch and go there. But, yeah, we got Carson Smith coming. Now we got a guy in Hembry who's doing great. Um, probably have Eduardo coming at some point. I'm still crossing my fingers. Yeah, um, yeah I think we got a lot of depth. And also, um, you know, something I, I also want to talk about today is uh, Joe Kelly uh, pitched a couple innings coming out of the bullpen for a rehab start. I've heard that he has a couple more rehab starts. It sounds well, to me... Well, that wouldn't be a rehab start, young Ben, would it? It'd be a rehab relief appearance. It sounds to me... Huh. Like they're gonna Don't try impingement. It's a- <laughs> on this place, okay? 
It sounds like they're gonna try to work him into the bullpen. I don't. I don't see him coming back as a starter yeah, this year. They're just like, oh yeah, you got hurt. See you later. Bye bye. Well, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I think that they see him as the weak link in the starting rotation right now. Uh, initially, probably Wright was the guy that was gonna go back to the relief role once Eduardo came in. I think that probably, uh, probably Joe Kelly is gonna be the one who ends up making that move to the relief spot. And you know, he has experience in the Cardinals organization pitching out of relief. And you know, maybe his gas ticks up from '96 to '98, where he only has to pitch one inning. You know, mm-hmm. so. You know, that that could be good. That could be really, really nice. Yeah, and you know, he's been, like, inconsistent in his starts. Like, you'll see he'll have a, an inning where, oh, wow, yeah. Now I'm starting to see some of that action on those balls, on those off-speed pitches, and when he shows some command with that fastball. But, you know, maybe that maybe that is the right role for him, right, is to just come in and just, just have to laser focus in for an inning or two, and then that's it for him. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah. If, yeah. if we could be in that fortuitous of a situation, if we had Joe Kelly healthy, and we didn't need him in the starting five. I think we're the Sox are in a really good place. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is, um, you know, Betts, he seemed to get going a little bit, like the end of last week, and, and then he had his eight-game hit and streak halted earlier this week, and he's kind of maybe coming back to earth a little bit. But that's the beauty of having your second leadoff guy, one Mr. JBJ in that nine hole, because now he's going off. And, you know, these guys, we thought that, hey, if they're defense only, you know, and they can hit 240, 250, basically talking about JBJ and Christian Vasquez mostly, you know, but now Christian with a huge home run Mm -hmm. in the finale of the Yankees series, absolutely huge. And now JBJ looks like he's getting on one of his runs. I mean, and we all know these runs, anybody that didn't fall off the wagon last year, his August last year where he hit like 350 with an OPS over 1,100, it's like you know this guy can get hot. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the the Vasquez home run might have been a hit and run. I think that was a hit and run. I might have been going on that, and it seemed like to me that the whoever was throwing at the time saw the runner – going and was just like, you know, gunned in there fastball, and he was all over that thing. I mean, that was just like, there was no question about that. And if we can get that from him every once in a while, just to keep that in the in the balance, that's going to be problematic. Right. One nice thing about this lineup is that from top to bottom, we're really solid in batting average, getting on base. There's not a lot of holes in that lineup. I would say the one hole right now that I'm a little suspect on for hitting is probably that catcher spot. And I'm kind of waiting for one of these catchers to really like step up and show us that they're going to be able to hit well. I think from from a defensive perspective, we've heard all about how Vasquez does things, you know, at the plate, framing the pitches that it's clear he's one of the best in the league at doing that. But from a hitting perspective, you know, we're still waiting for somebody to step up there. Well, I mean, I think he stepped up with the huge bomb tonight, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, where he's so great defensively, we can take a 250 average out of him. And I think, I mean, I know you're what you're hitting at. You're pining away at, you know, a little Blake Swihart, who was kind of raking a little bit in this yeah, league. Yeah, well, I'm La- also... The second half of last year and this year, and then he gets sent down. But he's got to learn to catch. Yep. They're going to have him play a little bit of outfield down there to maybe get his bat on the major league level. But I know he's down on hand again. I know he's really hitting under 200. Yeah. But... 
just little things that guy does and having like that veteran presence because as good as Vasquez is he's still young so mm-hmm. to have a veteran presence in that position too. especially a Massachusetts guy you know they can like you know learn a lot from that guy mm-hmm. not to mention that 13 pitch at bat he had in that uh, Houston yeah, training game one, yeah. that was awesome that was huge okay. so if he has little things like that I mean the guy's hitting out of the 8 hole so yeah. it's like what are you expecting there you know solid and, and he's also he's got to go in there and catch Stephen Wright and then mentally deal with himself in the locker room the right, next morning. Yeah. And the, you want to, we want a, a veteran doing that and not a kid who's trying to get his confidence back. And he's doing it without a peep. That How about tough. the guy that, uh, that pitched against the Sox when um, the Sox played, uh, pitched Stephen Wright? He was doing the same thing to Przinsky. He wasn't throwing a knuckleball. He was throwing a fastball that he could not throw straight if he wanted to. <laughs> and it was awesome, but was he that? had like all kinds of late break on it. Tehran? Uh, yeah, Tehran. Okay. Oh man, did you? See? He had crazy movement. Przinsky was just like snapping at it every time. He had like three pass balls. Yeah. But um, I, you know, one thing about uh, Vasquez that surprised me—he had one tonight that was—I guess you couldn't really say I, they counted it maybe as a wild pitch. But he has had a couple more pass balls than I thought. Yeah, like, kind of, kind of a couple of weird pass balls. Where I was like, hmm, that yeah. was interesting. I agree. Like the one tonight. I think it was counted as a wild pitch, but it hit before the plate and just skid. And, you know, if he was in the correct position, it would have, you know, kind of hit lower on him. And he was a little bit out of position and went right through his legs. But that was one where I was like, all right. But there's been a couple other ones where I was like, "Mm, you know, okay. I'm being super critical. Well, let's just look ahead real quick before we get out of here. Um, We got three on the road versus the White Sox. And then we got three in the Bronx. So we got tomorrow off. We're so looking we for uh, five out of six here. Five out of six. Yeah, I'm getting greedy. I'm excited for four out of six, if we can do that. Yeah. And we, it won't be uh, on the ledge if we go three and three. Mm-hmm. White Sox playing good right now. Yeah, but I'm keeping yeah. the expectations high. I love that. I love that. That's why he does that. All right, gang, for Kevin Finn and Ben Fay, I am Mike Conley. This has been Red Sox Wrap 360. Thanks for tuning in. Free go Tom Brady. Sox. Free Tom Brady. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.